football. All right. You got the Soul Baseball Podcast for August 3rd. The MLB trade deadline came and went yesterday uh, with ridiculous results. We had a blockbuster trade by the Padres to acquire Juan Soto and Josh Bell from the Washington Nationals. I mean, that's your story right there. Yes, the Padres gave up a lot of players. We know this. But that's the cost of doing business. When you want to acquire the best hitter in baseball, you're going to have to pony up prospects, major league hitters. I mean, the Padres gave up a ton. Um, But they get back Juan Soto from the Nationals, not just this year, not just next year, but the year after that. And Josh Bell is here, and apparently he's pumped, as he said repeatedly during the press conference. He's pumped to get started, pumped to be here. We're pumped that he's here. So it seems like the Padres team chemistry, team energy, is just in a really good place. Unlike some other teams we will talk about in a minute, um, Yankees. But um, stoked for the Padres. I'm going to be watching every single game from now until the end of the season. I mean, I was already, but now I'm really going to be watching every game. And I think the other teams in the West and the other teams in the NL are going to be scared because this gives the Padres a really good batting lineup. We, we've had kind of offensive sputtering as you could say, all, all season. We've had guys that just can't seem to fucking hit. Osmer, he's gone. He hasn't been hitting. Voigt, he's, he's come through a few times, but for the most part, he's been frustrating to watch. A um, lot of swing and miss, a lot of strikeouts. Um, so he's gone. Sad farewell to Abrams. He was beloved. Uh, great prospect for the Padres. Cool guy. Just um, an all-around cool player. Sorry to see him go. But, uh, you know, he steps into a Nationals team with a ton of potential. They, Between last year and this year and also drafting high, the Nationals are going to be really good in like three years. Maybe even competitive in two years. Um, depending how quickly some of the folks they've been acquiring advance. So it's good times for the Padres and some kind of sad times. The guy you feel for is Luke Voigt because, uh, you know, he comes to the Padres in a trade with the Yankees and he starts to, you know, he starts to catch on with Padres fans and the, the whole open jersey, rocking the chest hair. You know, he's kind of a weirdo, and I think the Padres fans needed to get to know him a little better. Uh, He finally came through with some clutch home runs in the last month or so, and I think he was really starting to to find his feet. 
and then boom, uh, you think you got Soto coming back, Hosmer's out of here, um, and Luke Voigt thinking he's probably going to be the full-time DH with Josh Bell playing first, and then boom, they throw him in the trade, and he's off to Washington with everybody else. So that sucks for him. Um, sucks for Hosmer, too. Um, you know, he he was a leader on the Padres for the whole time he was there. And, I mean, it's Manny's team. We know that. But Hosmer was a leader, too. So farewell to him. Uh, turning over to some other teams um, that made some big moves. Yankees um, looking like they were going to have possibly one of the best trade deadlines in a long time. They get Frankie Montas from the A's. They get Efros from the Cubs. Um, they get also they get Trevino from the A's. And then yesterday, in one of the most bizarre moves, they trade Jordan Montgomery, probably their number three starter, for Cardinals center fielder Harrison ba- Harrison Bader who, you know, great fielder, uh, decent hitter, steals a few bases, but he's he's not exactly a slugger. Also, he's got plantar fasciitis, so he's walking around injured. He's not going to be ready for at least another six weeks. So you've pretty much just given your number three starter away. I know the Yankees are feeling really comfortable with the lead that they've built up in – the AL East, there are 10 or 11 games uh, ahead. But, you know, as, we, as we've come to find out, Jordan Montgomery was uh, very well liked in the Yankees clubhouse. Um, he's, you know, he's a homegrown prospect. He's having a decent year, gives a good, you know, gives a good outing almost every time out. And so that, I think that caught the Yankees team really by surprise. We heard Jamison Tyone saying last night is he it, it like hit him like a huge shock he's he lost his uh best friend in a trade so you know gotta feel sorry for those guys monty was um was very well liked and now um i feel like the yankees sort of had the rug pulled out from under them i mean i know this is a business players get moved all the time but it leaves the yankees rotation very thin um, of course, you've got Cole as your number one. He just got rocked today by the Mariners, uh, which is worrying. Severino is on the 60-day IL. Uh, that's your number two, assuming he's healthy, but he's not going to be back for another month and a half. Then Montas comes over. Um, Montas is coming over from Oakland where it's like an incredible pitcher's park. Huge foul territory means, uh, you know, a lot of foul balls are caught in the infield. Um, So it's a great place to pitch, massive ballpark. Yankee Stadium, whole different story. Uh, Short porch and right. Uh, All those AL East parks are pretty big pitcher's parks. I mean, um, hitter's parks, Fenway's tiny, Toronto Park plays, you know, on the hitter side. Um, I guess, uh, you know, Baltimore, 
a little bit more of a pitcher's park than it used to be. Anyway, long way of saying it's a lot different pitching in the high-pressure American League East than it is pitching in the, the cavernous uh, no-man's land of the Oakland Coliseum. So, you know, Montas is going to have a big adjustment coming into the Bronx. And then finally, Jamison Tyone, and not to forget Nestor Cortez, all-star pitcher, having a great year, but he's going to be on an innings limitation. And that means that the Yankees just gave away some key innings from Jordan Montgomery for essentially nothing, because if you assume you're probably not going to get much out of um, Bader, Harrison Bader, until very close to playoff time. And what is he, a defensive replacement in the playoffs? I mean, you've got Tim Locastro for that. You've got Aaron Hicks. The Yankees outfield is fine. Judge is a great center fielder. You just picked up Benintendi. Sorry, I left him off the the, uh, trade deadline because he was acquired a few days earlier. Anyway, the, the Yankees seem to have made kind of a bonehead move in the last half hour of the trade deadline day. And I wonder, you know, they come out and they lose their next two games since then. Tyone looked terrible yesterday. Cole looked even worse today, giving up six runs in the first inning. I mean, that was all he gave up. But, you know, Cole had a bit of a meltdown. So, yeah, Yankees... um, kind of stumbled on that last step to the top step. And I wonder if this is going to come back to bite them. I know I'm being a little bit of a, of a doomsayer here. So that, uh, you know, probably is not – I know Jack Curry from the Yes Network says, you know, I understand why the Yankees did this. Cashman explained a little bit why the Yankees did this. They like Bader. I like Bader too. I have him on a couple fantasy teams – this year, he's on my main TGFBI team, and he's on the bench right now, of course, because he's been injured for weeks, and he's going to be injured for a lot longer. I almost dropped him last weekend just thinking, well, what more am I going to get out of Bader? Um, and, you know, I don't think moving to the Yankees uh, with, like, just this two week, two months to go changes that at all for Bader. He's still not particularly fantasy relevant for 2022. So, yeah, that's the trade deadline. Teams that got better, let's say Minnesota Twins, added a lot of bullpen help. The Astros made some sneaky good moves. Um, they they pick up Trey Mancini. They pick up Christian Vasquez. Um, Philly, Philly improved. They got Noah Syndergaard. They got David Robertson from the Cubs. So Philly's going to start challenging the other big two in the NL East, the Braves and the Mets. So that race just got a whole lot more interesting. If the Phillies could get Bryce Harper back soon, they could really start stacking up wins. And uh, the NL East would become a, a really exciting race to watch. As it stands, the AL Central is probably um, still a real, you know, an exciting pennant race that, the Twins are going up against the Guardians. The White Sox still not out of it. Um, and so, you know, the yeah, the AL Central is interesting. The NL Central is also interesting. The Cardinals get that 
uh, rotation piece in uh, in Jordan Montgomery. They're going to make a push, and the Brewers are going to have something to say about it. Um, the Reds have oddly moved up into third place in the NL Central, which says more about the NL Central than it does about the Reds. The uh, That's just such a weak division. The Cubs are kind of a disaster. The Pirates are a huge disaster. They're rebuilding. Um, so that division is totally over with. The AL West is pretty much over with. The, the Mariners are going to get a wild card, and the Astros are running away with the division and also just running away with the American League. They're probably going to beat out the Yankees for best record in the American League and have home field advantage in the playoffs. So um, those are your races. Uh, NL West, the the Padres, as excited as we are for the Padres, probably not going to catch the Dodgers. The Dodgers, I think, have a 11-and-a-half game lead as we, uh, as we sit here today, 13 in the loss column. I know the Padres have six or seven more games at least against the Dodgers, but um, – the Padres are probably not going to catch the Dodgers for the division, barring some sort of monumental collapse by the Dodgers. The Dodgers are still looking really good. They keep bringing up people um, from AAA who keep mashing. This uh, Outman character is like uh, proceeded to hit like 667 since coming up. They brought up my guy, Miguel Vargas, today. Vargas will be DHing for the Dodgers tonight in his major league debut. So the Dodgers are, uh, you know, Trace Thompson. You can't say enough about all these guys the Dodgers are finding. So long way of saying the Padres are not catching the Dodgers, but it would be delightful if the Padres could get that first what? Hey, what are you doing? Sorry, I had to. Had to yell at somebody. <laughs> somebody made an illegal left turn on a red light. Um, so anyway, if the Padres could get that number one wild card spot in the National League, they would host the uh, that first round of games. And that could be huge. Although, of course, not a deal breaker. You know, if... But you, you don't want to go to... Um, you don't want to go to Atlanta to play that first round of games. You don't want to go to Mets if, you know, if God forbid the Mets are a wild card. So Padres put put the pedal down, get to um get that first wild card and host those first three playoff games at Petco Park. That is my challenge to you. You've got all the talent in the world, you've probably got the best batting lineup top five in all the National League. And I'm including the Dodgers in this, who have Mookie, Freddie, and Trey Turner. I, I say the Padres, when they get Tatis back, are going to have the best batting lineup in the National League. Padres, go out there, get that first wild card spot. The, the city's behind you. We... We smell a World Series. Let's do it. All right. Go Padres. So baseball.